0: Hey Print Hustlers, this is Bruce from Printavo, Simple Shop Management Software. I've taken a little bit of a break as we've been working on a lot of product stuff, but we're back, we've got a couple new podcasts coming out. But we've got a very, very special guest here today with us, Caleb Reinhold, he's a really smart digital marketing consultant over in Chicago. We actually chatted, and he's chatted with a couple of our customers, other fellow print shops, And I wanted to bring him on the show to talk about really SEO and email marketing, which we get a bunch of questions on. And we're just going to dive in and and be able to chat from there. But Caleb, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Very excited to be here.
0: So just first, talk a little bit about your background, some exposure that you've had um, to different businesses and how you've helped them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I got involved in digital marketing about five years ago. I worked for a company called Criteo, which is the largest buyer of ad inventory in the world. Um, Got started, wanted to, you know, I got started on the sales side, wanted to be more of a producer. And so I taught myself a lot about everything from, you know, SEO to Facebook ads to uh, content creation. And uh, I love it. I I live, breathe, and uh, sleep digital marketing. So it's a lot of fun. I've worked for companies that spend six, seven figures a month on, um, on digital advertising. And I've worked for companies that spend $300 a month. So had a lot of experience with large, small, um, and international national and regional and even local businesses.
0: What is a, um, an example customer, maybe that was spending a thousand or so a month, mm-hmm. uh, that, that you really helped them. I, I'm just curious as like a, a like a, an interesting story that you really turned them around and showed them, this is the light. This is how it works.
1: Sure. So I do sign NDAs with a lot of my clients, so mm-hmm. I, I can't maybe necessarily give away names, but um, yeah, yeah, you don't have to name uh, drop. Yeah. Um, you know, so I worked with a with a company here in Chicago. Actually, was a print shop. Um, you know, they were spending on Google AdWords. Um, they were spending around fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month um they we were they were achieving like a 1.5 return on ad spend which is not great not where you want to be we were able to turn that around um, we averaged out the last summer with a 3.2 return on ad spend on AdWords um just able to basically double what they were getting um you know essentially in in quotes sent out and in uh, orders received ultimately, um, double that, that return on ad spend. So that, that was really a a fun project. Um, they, they spent a lot of time on content marketing and email marketing. Um, you know, they, they had a lot of other ways to drive business outside of paid advertising, uh, which I think is always, you know, that's, that's where the real power is in digital marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's a, there's a lot of opportunity that's that's left on the table. Um, people think that sometimes that the only way you can make money is to spend money. Uh, it's not always true with digital marketing.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. I, I feel like things have totally flipped on their head as online paid ad platforms like Facebook and AdWords and LinkedIn ads and all those have sprung up to be able to reach so many people so quickly in the last uh, eight or so years. It, it's been nuts. Um, so i'm actually curious i know we're digressing off of email but i'm actually curious about that client um how did you measure the return on investment that you talked about so you said there was like a three point something return so they call it spend a thousand dollars right and they get three thousand dollars back in sales let's say how did they measure did they say okay this customer came through this ad and we tagged it because they contacted us from a contact for, or like, how do you attribute the ad spend to that dollars, those sales?
1: Yeah, so that's a really good question. And I think that's where a lot of uh, companies, regardless of industry, kind of fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, attribution is probably the most important thing because if you don't have a good picture of it, um, you you really just don't know where your money's going mm-hmm. um, and, and what the results are. So. That's where I think working with someone who, who works in digital marketing, at, you know, on a, a full time basis really makes a big difference. A lot of people, you know, are very capable of, of being able to run digital marketing campaigns on their own. Um, the difference is, what I did is I used uh, it's called UTM tracking, right? So it's it's essentially using tags that are that go onto the links um, that you include in your ads or. Um, or you include in any type of email, mm-hmm. uh, it essentially just identifies the link. Lets you in Google Analytics take a look at where, you know, what campaign did this come from? What spend is it related to? And essentially, it lets you kind of categorize your your results or your conversions uh, based on the campaign, the medium of the campaign, whether it's uh, a cost per click uh, campaign, or it's an email campaign, or it's a, a content campaign. Um, so what we were able to do is just tie in quotes. Uh, this customer used a, a, a CRM system that was you know, specifically designed for digital marketing. Um, they used HubSpot, so it was really simple for them to do this. Um, but essentially what we were able to do is, is identify quotes that came in through a, a certain campaign. Mm. And that was obviously this this AdWords campaign. So, uh, we were able to to segment those customers and then track what their their value was over the next ninety days.
0: Mm. And HubSpot but, actually has a free version too for the marketing. I want. I, I'm not sure. I guess if they can use that for the the free version, but I do know that they have a free CRM and marketing platform.
1: Yeah, HubSpot's great. I mean, just on they've got plenty of options that fit. For a lot of different types of clients, um, and then on top of that, HubSpot's, they are all about putting out good information, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, like they—they they created inbound marketing essentially, and um, and I would just recommend to anyone cruise over to HubSpot.com, check out all their blogs. They're just tons of value-packed information um, on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, especially being able to tie all of that marketing spend into a CRM is pretty neat. Although is much more difficult in practice than it is just saying it, and for everyone out there, I think attribution, like you said, Caleb, is probably the most, or the most difficult thing to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, just as a heads up, I feel like for people to know that this isn't like a very um, trivial thing. That I mean, even big companies have a tough time saying, well, was it this ad? Was it this ad? How how do we attribute it? But um, we actually, we, in-house, we use a company called Close.io, at least for our CRM. And we just roughly calculate the ROI on ad spend um, just based on the people that we sign up each month, which isn't directly correlated, right? Because even on the, for a print shop, you spend X dollars. They may not convert then, but they can convert in 30 days. Well, did they click two different ads from Facebook and from Google? Which one do you attribute it that way, right? So there's all these goofy questions. Um Anyhow.
1: Yeah, the best advice I can give is, you know, the earlier you start looking at attribution and trying to understand where your spend's going and what spend is bringing in, um, you know, what effort, really not, not just spent, but what effort is bringing in, um, sales and orders, that's really the most important thing is starting early uh, because it just gets harder and harder to catch up as you as your business grows and as you start to use digital marketing as more of a, a tool in your, app, in your, your toolbox.
0: Sure. Um, You just actually brought something up that I wanted to ask on. No, it just slipped my mind. But uh, let's hop into um, the main topic here. So email marketing, this is something I push shops on hugely, and that's because that's how we grew a lot is initially every time we send on – oh, actually, I'm sorry, I just remembered. Let me hop back. Go ahead. For a physical uh, company, I think – attributing AdWords and paid ad campaigns to retail sales is easier, right? Because Shopify, these big commerce, these tools out there have plug and play options to plug right into Facebook ads, retargeting ads, all that. But what about custom, right? So you go in, like the hat you're wearing, you need 50 of them made, you click on a Facebook ad, that generates a sale, and this is very very similar to your customer. I've always recommended shops to use either a coupon code of some sort or a sale, so a platform-specific sale. So we were running this sale only on Facebook, so that way you know that those people who went to that and sold, you can exactly attribute that. Is there any other good ways that, that you maybe did in the past or that you can think of?
1: Well, so this is kind of a sophisticated option, but I mean that's a great way to go in terms of like one using a coupon code is is awesome because you can you know you could have different coupon codes for each different platform, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's that's always a great way to go. And then you know running uh, platform-specific sales is a really good idea too because the so Facebook right is demand generation, right? You're 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 pushing out an offer to someone who's not necessarily in the market for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you might get lucky. You might, I might need 50 of these hats, but, um, the, the chances of that happening on a, on a consistent basis are, are not strong when you do, uh, you know, something like AdWords, that is demand fulfillment, right? So someone has the need, they're searching those, uh, bidding on the
0: keywords, right?
1: Exactly. Yep. So you're you know, I, you want to structure your campaigns differently, either way, based on on the uh, platform that you're using. But um, you know, just the, the simplest way to you know to to attribute things, if you aren't very great at analytics and you're you're not uh, you know you're not using Google Analytics on a consistent basis, is just different landing pages. Um, you know, if if you can track where your order came in um, and you know where uh, you know what what the landing page where the conversion happened was, then you know, okay, we're using this landing page for all of our, um, you know, any of our our hat-based sales. We're using this landing page for any of our our T-shirt-based sales. Uh, Outerwear might be, you know, a different landing page. That's the the simplest way. Interesting.
0: And a lot of these guys, uh, a lot of shops will use WordPress, so that's perfect. So they could set up a page very specific to that audience, maybe tailor the text even to it. Right. So, you know, if they're targeting um, team uh, coaches, maybe it's, hey, let's get your team, you know, ready for the new year with this apparel, like uh, fill out this form. Then they can tag that person. Once they fill out that form, that goes to if they're using a CRM, if not, you know, shoot, I just write it on a piece of paper or anything to be able to mm, say, OK, anything. eight customers came from this is the total sales that we can attribute later. Smart idea. I like that, Caleb. Cool. Um, Email marketing. So where do shops even get started, right? So I, I always hammer, we ran a shop, we sent out a bunch of email maybe every other week or so about a sale or a promotion or something to check out that we did, and that helped drum up a lot of sales initially for us at a very low cost. Let's say a shop's already existing and they're running. They may or may not be collecting emails from customers they're not really sending anything out regularly where do we start and like how how do we get value from this as soon as possible
1: yeah so i mean the first thing to do the first place to start is grabbing every email address uh you know from every customer if anytime an order is placed hopefully you have a crm in place already but getting that email address from your customers uh that's the most important thing
0: that's smart Um, do you ask do you give them something to get it in return or do you just ask and they don't need it like Um, they don't need a like a coupon because i've just seen on websites and things right it's like five percent off for your for your email address or
1: yeah so when i would say anytime someone orders just ask for the email address uh Mm -hmm. it's a great way and then give them a reason right so send them a digital receipt send them some something or even if it's a thank you right send them a thank you so um that, that gets you into, and, and your question about that cup, the coupon, when you go to a website, you see the splash come up, mm-hmm. and you know that's essentially saying, hey, we can get 25% off today if you give us our, your email address. Um, so that, that brings me really quickly to segmenting, right? So the grabbing every email address you can is really important, obviously, and then your second step is segmenting. How'd you get the email address? What are those people interested in? Segmenting is essentially saying, this is a group of people who are going to be interested in different things than, than uh, the entire list as a whole, right? So mm-hmm. if someone goes to the website and they're interested in a discount, uh, they, they'd be, it's a clear indicator that they'd be more likely to be interested in discounts uh, moving forward. If you're having a sale, if you're doing a, a, a St. Patrick's Day you know, special for your, your shop or you're, you're printing St. Patrick's Day uh, you know, t-shirts for organizations, um, if you know that you have a discount-based segment already, uh, that those are the people who are gonna be most likely to respond to an offer that you might create, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than existing customers who would be more, you know, more interested in things around their order, uh, you know, or their existing order history. Um, so segmenting is really the second that second place you start. And, and you can do that really easily using a tool like MailChimp or Constant Contact. Um, I recommend MailChimp to everyone.
0: So MailChimp, okay, MailChimp.com, I think most people have heard of it. That's a great tool. They, they've actually gotten really powerful and keep iterating on their products pretty neat to see. What about, so segmenting, how do you... So you're saying if we're collecting email addresses off of our website, that's a segment. If they actually bought something and they're our customer and we collected it that way, that's a segment. Or is it even deeper as far as the type of customer?
1: So, yeah, you... Really, the the power is in going as, as detailed as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, high lifetime value customers that, that reach a certain threshold, right? That, mm-hmm. That's a great list to have. Um, and then knowing, um, you know, knowing that someone, you know, for a print shop, right? Someone ordered a small order, like they have an organization that maybe has 25 members. They're they're not doing large orders. And then you have an organization that has a thousand members. They're going to order a thousand pieces with every order. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know that the needs of that customer versus the twenty-five um, are, are going to. There's probably going to be a variance there. So having um, having your your list segmented into not just as many as possible, but as many with with. Uh, a strong focus as possible uh, so you can you can tailor where are' you gonna tailor that message to them uh, mm-hmm. how are you know how are you gonna make it a different message to the group that to the group of email addresses that order a thousand each gotcha. versus the 25
0: so that's why we want to try to segment is there right. any tools out there that can help save time and automatically segment a bit or
1: uh, it, you know it depends so it like so let's say for your landing pages right um, we had talked about kind of using using landing pages uh, as as a way to do that. Um, most landing page platforms like Unbounce or um, uh, Lead Pages, um, they will automatically integrate with, uh, with a tool like Mailchimp to go. You know where you can you can essentially what you're doing is you're adding an email address every time someone fills out a form to request a more information to request a quote. Um, you're adding. You select what list you want to add that person to after they fill out the form. Um, that's that's how I typically approach it. Uh, again, that that landing page focus approach is uh, kind of the basis for that.
0: Got it. Um, that's pretty neat. You know, have you heard of Clearbit before? I haven't. No. So uh, I, Clearbit's got this tool be called Enrichment. It's clearbit.com. Um, enrichment actually looks up a person and company data using an email or a domain. So, if you funnel, for example, a bunch of emails into it, you can um, get more detailed info first name, last name, phone number, like detailed company name, address, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, that's pretty cool. Maybe something that's awesome it seems a little bit more advanced, right? For some folks who are more familiar with an API. Our zapier, for example, to pull it from a spreadsheet, but uh, that that's pretty neat. but the segmentation makes a lot of sense and not something that I've even fully thought through and I think that's really good with the goal right of sending relevant messages, which is mm-hmm. what we talked about the landing pages, right? Yep. It was like, okay, if you're sending people from facebook and you're advertising to team coaches that's a different message than you advertising to uh, fortune 500 companies trying to pull all their promo product work
1: yeah vastly different
0: imagery all of it
1: yeah down to the features that they're interested in right like um a fortune 500 company may be buying on cost they may be buying on on delivery time uh, right. you know a a coach is probably buying on what what's going to make his feeler his, his players feel like they can perform, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going to be comfortable? What's going to be how you know those features? Those selling features are totally different for each segment, right? And sure. that's something that is really a kind of a fundamental part of digital marketing and just marketing in general is speaking to your audience in terms of what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, as a marketer, that's that's one of the biggest things that I I have to remind myself once i get to know a client really well i have to remind myself that the client's customers don't know the business the way i do right mm-hmm. so we have to always remind ourselves that we have to speak to we have to ask ourselves first what does this customer profile actually care about what what are their concerns right sure, and always sure. put the, the customer's concerns first and I, I you know that that goes for email marketing for seo for you know any ad that you you create any uh, any content that you create
0: got it um, okay, so let's say we, we were collecting emails not from all the customers. Yeah. We're storing them based on if they're either a current customer or they just came off the blog. By the way, is there any tools that you can recommend for collecting emails off a blog really easily into MailChimp? Like I've seen those ones that pop up, you know.
1: Uh, collecting emails off of a blog. Can like, you it, off, or not even a
0: blog, just your website. They go to um, davesprintshop.com, it pops up to say, would you like 10% off your next order or give us your email address? You know that.
1: Sure. So it, you know, it depends on, on what you're using. I know for Shopify, there's tons of free, um, free apps that you can get in the app store on Shopify, um, to, to put up that splash page, um, and, and grab an email address. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's Wix, Squarespace. They all use that uh, WordPress. Um, they have tools as well, um, plugins that you can you can play. It, it really depends on the client and the platform. Okay. But uh, yeah, you know, awesome. definitely, there's there's lots of free tools that are available to do that.
0: I saw one also Sumo.com, which mm-hmm. I just googled actually has a plugin right into WordPress too. So that's pretty neat. That pops up um, that way. They can offer their their uh, um, discount or whatever, like get updates, even doesn't even have to be a discount, right? Just get updates and right. the emails off that. So, okay, so we segmented the customers, people who haven't bought anything, people who have bought things. Where do we go from there? Like, what are we using to send it out? What are we sending out? How right. often?
1: Yeah, so, you know, essentially what you want to be looking at is what is your company doing that your customers might care about, right? Mm-hmm. So are you offering a special? Are you? Um, do you have a new product that you're really proud of? Are you excited about? What, uh, are, is your company doing something that that's really awesome? Like, are you telling a story? Um, so the last thing we want to do is take an email address and abuse it, right? We, mm-hmm. The last thing we, we want to do is send someone just spam about how great our company is and just asking for an order, mm-hmm. right? Um, this is the same thing. I tell people that like social media is a cocktail party. You know, people, you wouldn't stand in the corner screaming about the sale you're having on t-shirt printing right now, right? Right, right. Yeah, so it's the same thing with email, even more so, right? It, this is a one-on-one interaction. So, um, you know, let's say we have a, a just a general list. We don't know whether or not these people have ordered or not. Um, what we want to do is we want to let them know what's going on in our company. What what specials are we having over the next uh, the next ten to fifteen days that address those customers' needs? Um, you know, are we um, are we putting out? Uh, is, are there events coming up? Is there a, a holiday that's coming up? Is there a reason that customers might want to be printing? Um, you know, printing shirts, printing apparel. Um, and can you address that? Can you address the concerns around printing for that occasion? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, that's where you want to start.
0: Um, Interesting. And- you know what? This actually makes me think, too, because we talked a little bit about the lane pages. You're collecting an email, right? So say if you're – I go back to the team coaches idea. Mm-hmm. You're advertising you want to attract more team coaches in your the 50 miles radius on Facebook or any other platform. Um, let's just say Facebook, they go to the landing page. It specifically says on your WordPress site, you know, coaches, uh, we love to be able to to get your team ready for the new season, right? Collects their email. You call them. They don't respond, of course. Um, but now you're right, right? You tailor that content to send out emails, and you have – you sequenced it. You're, you, I'm sorry, you segmented it. So you segment mm-hmm. just for coaches. Now you send that content like you're saying – to send directly to the coaches to have them funnel in later right
1: right that's the power of segmenting right so the, the more you're able to segment the more you're able to create a personalized message for that customer mm-hmm. and as you continue you know to think it, it not only that it puts you in the mind frame of what is that person thinking right now what are their needs right now how do I serve their needs right mm-hmm. uh, obviously in a way that makes money for your business but um, just providing those those super personalized, super specific messages, um, not only because you're segmenting, but also because that's what your customer actually cares about, is the most important thing with email marketing. Um, the last thing I wanna do is wake up in the morning and see that I have to delete 72 emails that don't have anything to do with me. You yeah, know? They don't, right. they're just general, right. they're just emails to
0: email. Okay, um, so let's go really detailed even subject line. Mm-hmm. What, what's the best subject line to get the best chance of opening it but that's not misleading
1: right so uh, what I like to do even is, for let's do
0: the coaches yeah. example too
1: sure all right cool um, so if you have a first name right this is a really nice thing about most email tools is you're gonna be able to use uh, a, a form uh, a field right and that uh, in that email and it will automatically populate with something like first name right mm-hmm. So you could say, "Hey, Coach Rick," or "Hey, Coach John," or "Hey, Coach Smith." You could even use a last name if you sure. wanted to, right? So personalization is always important in a subject line. If you if you can do it, you should do it. If you have the information, definitely do it, right? So, "Hey, Coach," "Hey, Coach Steve," um, you know, if you know he's a boys' basketball coach, or uh, you know, you know he's a girls' basketball coach, um, you can say, "Girls' basketball season is uh, is, uh, is you know quickly approaching." Has your team gotten warm-ups yet? Um, has your, you know, ask them about what they may or may not have um, have already done, right? So you're asking them essentially, you know, have have you done this? Have you know something that's important to them? So you're in that subject line. You're calling them out by their name, showing that you know them, and then mm-hmm. you're asking them. You know a question about what you know that their responsibilities are what their needs are right you're asking them a question i think that's a really good way to go another subject line strategy is um you know something around something you might know that they need to order jerseys you know in the next four weeks in the state of illinois right you know that that uh you know there's three months until girls basketball season starts you know they need to order jerseys um, or at least get that, that ball rolling, um, you can say, hey, have you thought about where you're going to buy your jerseys yet? Have you ordered your jer- jerseys yet? Um, it's, again, it's just addressing their needs in that subject line, making gotcha. it super personalized and addressing the need.
0: Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, and we've seen good open rates on just really making it very, not as personalized, but like personal. So it almost like I was your friend emailing you. How would mm-hmm. I email you if I was your friend? Probably just like, hey, check this out with maybe just the C and check, capitalize everything else lowercase. Um, you know, or have 10 minutes to chat, question mark, or something like that also ha- has been interesting to play with. It- it's funky, right, because, you know, you're, you're on the business side. You want to send a professional-looking email but mm-hmm. so does the other thousand companies out there that are that are sending emails to your inbox and trying to vie for your attention.
1: Right. I I think you're you're um, you're totally right with that strategy of you know how would I I talk to my friend right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, I think that's a really important thing to do. Um, some cases there's there's going to be situations where you want to send a super professional subject line or super professional email, but the majority of the time, I mean, people are people. People buy from people. They don't, they don't necessarily buy from General Electric or uh, Nike. They buy from, you know, they buy from the commercial, right, that, the Kobe Bryant commercial where yep. they see Kobe's personality, right? And, yep. you know, that's where people buy.
0: Got it. What, what, is a, what is a good open rate for people to target? So that way they know they say, wow, this is really bad or, you know, we're killing it right now.
1: Killing it is 50%, 25% would be a, would be a solid open rate. Okay. Um, you know, it depends on it depends on, uh, it depends on a, a number of things, like, you know, is the email super specific? Is it time sensitive? Um, is there a clear and pressing need for that segment that you're sending it to? Um, but 25% is, is typically considered a, a pretty solid, you know, average rate. Um, you want to be upwards of, you know, 30% you're doing well. 35% you're doing well.
0: Got it. Okay. That's solid. Um, what, okay. Let's get into the body. So we wrote our subject line. We picked something mm-hmm. like, uh, coach Rick, are you ready for the new season? Um, the body, what, what are we doing? How long are we trying to target? Are we putting in attachments? Are we putting in phone numbers? You know, help guide me on that.
1: Yeah, sure. So a lot of people are from the school of thought. Just keep it a text only email. Um, I you know I, I vary it. It depends on, on the client, but I really do like the you know there's just the simplicity of a simple text email. Hey, um, you know Coach Rick, we've got uh, we've got specials right now on jerseys, warm ups, um, you know t-shirts, uh, pullovers. We've got you know everything your team needs right now. Uh, give us a call and then sign it with a personal message, right? So, um, you know. Uh, Caleb at xyzprinting.com, um, you know, and put put your personal, your cell phone number in there, right? Um, that personalization, just like you were talking about earlier, keeping it like you would send an email to a friend, uh, that's a powerful play. And if you do that throughout the entire body of the email and in the signature, um, it, it seals the deal almost.
0: Okay. So yeah. that's a good point. Send it from your personal, like, or a personal email, not info at, you know, Shop dot com. Send it from John at Shop dot com with your name, John Smith, right on mm-hmm. there. Okay. Yeah,
1: and you know you can, and most of the email clients, uh, you know, like Mailchimp or Constant Contact. Uh, you or HubSpot email, you can change the reply to address so it doesn't flood your personal inbox. Uh, a quick trick is just creating you know, John S at XYZprinting.com mm-hmm. if your personal email address is John at XYZprinting.com, um, you know that way your your inbox isn't going to be flooded when you send out 8,000 emails to every coach in uh, you know the, the state of Illinois, Michigan, and uh, in Indiana. Um, Uh, i've seen that happen before it's it it can be bad but you can you can set it up um using different email addresses where it's it looks personal it's coming out with a personal tone um but you you know you're not going to flood your own email
0: inbox sure sure i gotcha um so body keeping it short is there negatives like in oh wait hold on is your is your can you pull that mic like on the outside I think it just rubs on the zipper and then it oh yeah that works that works um thanks um the uh, body so a couple is there like a target amount of sentences or how are we writing I've seen like people break them out into a sentence almost per line is that more readable than maybe three sentences in one paragraph together
1: yeah, so if you think about – um, can you give me one second? Sure. <laughs> Sorry, this is my girlfriend. She never calls me during the day, so I was like, oh, God, what's wrong?
0: Yeah, no, no worries. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, uh, okay, yeah, so in terms of, you know, in terms of readability, right? So most people are going to actually read – Oh, wait, hold your... on.
0: That... Grab that mic. Outside, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. because it just rubs in the zipper.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, yeah, in terms of readability of an email, um, you know, the most important thing in writing any type of copy, we call any, in the marketing world, we call anything that we write, we call copy, right? So,
0: yeah.
1: um, the most important thing is to get the person to read the next sentence, right? Right. So your idea of, you know, each, each line is another sentence. Absolutely, that's a great tactic to use. Um, I've seen it be really successful in emails where I've actually made a made a purchase above you know two hundred dollars because of an email, right? I bought a course or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's every time I read something, I want to read more, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't need to include a bunch of information that's irrelevant to your customer and you know the offer that you're you're providing them with. So when we talk about you know do we include attachments? Do we include you know? Do we need to have this fancy um, outline and HTML version of our email? A lot of times, no. I would say experiment with it, because the number one thing in digital marketing is that you're you're not going to know until you test things. But you know, if I'm reading an email on my phone, it's text only. I don't have to wait for any images to load. It looks like a really personal email. I probably will appreciate that more. Um, on, a, on a business basis than having to go through and wait for an images to load, read a bunch of fluff, not really understand what the offer is.
0: Sure. Sure. That's a good tool. So MailChimp, and you can set all that up there. Um, yeah. Interesting. I'm trying to – is there any other tricks or tips that you've seen with getting st- – oh, how frequent? Should, it, should they yeah. be targeting monthly, biweekly, every couple months, what?
1: So I would say, you know, the most important thing to do is to to let your you know, email if you send it out once every six months, it doesn't really make a. I guess I would call it an aggregate change, right? So it, it doesn't make a big impact. If you do email on, say, a bi weekly basis, um, you're you're gonna start to build some rapport with your customers. The other thing that's gonna be nice is you're gonna keep a clean list, mm-hmm. right? Because people can unsubscribe from your list. A lot of people think that's a bad bad thing to have happen. Oh no, someone unsubscribed. It's actually very good because you want people who are going to be engaged with your emails, and you, the last thing you want to do is be sending spam. So if you send every two weeks, um, you're going to be able to kind of keep that list clean. People are going to, you know, you're going to get an idea too around are these emails that I'm sending out are they relevant? Um, are people actually reading them? Right. So you, you're monitoring um, your open rate, your click rate on the email. That's a really important metric that that a lot of people kind of forget about because they're really just concerned about the open rate. But are people clicking the links that you've put into your email? Because that you know that's what you're basically telling your customer to do. Hey, here's this message I have for you, here's why it's important. Um, click this link to get more information or to, to place an order or to schedule a call with, with a member of our team. Um, you know click rate really ends up being the most important metric. Um, but yeah sending emails I think at a minimum of, of you know I'd say for for a print shop you know, twice a month is a really good good way to go bi-weekly there. And if you do have something that's important to your customers or you think, you know, there's a pretty good chance this is important, I would say don't hesitate to to send out an email to your customers. Let them know about a special you might have. Let them mm-hmm. know about a, a new offer you might have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your company is doing something that, that's awesome and, and you want to tell people about, also let them know,
0: you know. Yeah, that makes sense. But well, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I found a recent tool, Mix Match, M I X M A X. Have you used that one?
1: Yeah. So uh, we use it a lot in, um, in, in some different campaigns. It's it's uh it's nice because it allows you to send you know personal emails essentially, um, emails not from a an, an email client necessarily. I mm-hmm. uh, send it from your personal email address. Um, it's, it's something we use when we're, we really want to make sure that everyone opens the email.
0: Got it. Very cool. Um, well, I think that's a really great getting started, you know, with email marketing. It seems like a lot of the work is getting it set up, getting the sumo.com set up on your website so it collects emails. Collecting emails is a part of your sales process, so any, when the person wants a quote or anything it's not just the quantity of garments it's also their email address and name um and then setting up the campaigns but then it seems like there's less work kind of trailing which is the the maintenance of it right with creating the content to send out later and checking in and holidays and events and anything relative to what's going on that that segment would find valuable that that's where more time needs to be Um, created and I know so that's awesome Caleb and I really appreciate some of these tips that you that you've put out here I know we wanted to go over SEO too I don't know how much time we have so we may have to break this into two parts but let's just do it in in a quick high-level summary for people in in five minutes And, and thinking through this I mean most are more geography-focused. So, for example, if they're in Nashville, it's Nashville custom T-shirts and wanting to show up higher. What are maybe five or a couple different tips that people could take away and do on their website or other websites now to help improve for visibility in Google?
1: Absolutely. So, number one most important thing is claiming your business on, on Google. Uh, Google Google. Uh, places, mm-hmm. um, getting making sure that you claim the, the listing for your business that shows up in the right-hand column on search results, is probably the most single important thing you can do for SEO on a local basis. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you do have a shop in Nashville, um, you need to be able to, to claim that business, put in your hours of operation, your correct phone number, the correct website, um, on an you know from an SEO point too, when people look up a company, ninety-five percent of the time, they're going to do it on their phone, right? Um, you need something right now. You're having a conversation with someone. Um, you're going to you're going to Google it on your phone, and if the first thing that shows up in Google results on a on a cell phone is a map, right, of businesses nearby you, um, that getting that places uh, listing, that Google Places listing, is going to make a huge difference as to you know where um, where your company is going to show up. Okay. So. Uh, but that's you know probably the most important thing the next thing is is having contact information that's consistent across the entire uh, the entire web right so using a directory tool like um, moz.com uh, they have uh, they have that's moz mm-hmm. they have uh, a, a subscription service that you can use I, um, I can't remember what the cost is per month but basically it ensures that across all the directories on the web on the, the web, so, like yp.com, um, you know, uh, Yelp, Facebook, Google, um, your company has a consistent uh, address, phone, and website.
0: Interesting. Uh, that's,
1: yeah, it's really important. A lot of people mm-hmm. forget that, but it's an easy fix. And using a tool like Moz.com, you can uh, you can you can solve that problem pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then the next thing really is, is the page title of your homepage. Um, if you do have a shop in Nashville, um, Nashville screen printing, Nashville T-shirt, uh, T-shirts and apparel. Um, you know, describe what it is that your company does. The number one thing that your company does. Put the locale in front of it, and then um, you know, put the title of your company, and then that that's your, your that's your page title. Um, that's really one of the. It's still really important. A lot of people will say that uh, those tags aren't important. Um, that's, a, that's called a title tag. Uh, it's not as important as it used to be. You know, the more important thing is that you have content um, around what your, your business does and the search terms that you want to be found for. Okay. Uh, so that leads, you know, I, uh, there's three, uh, four and five would be honestly creating content around the search terms that you want to be found for. If you want to be found for printing uh, high school basketball jerseys, Write a blog about it write a blog with bullet points about the most important things about how to print um, You know high school basketball jerseys That is that is what Google is looking for uh, That's what people are searching for sure where where can I get, where can I print high school basketball jerseys
0: got it? That's huge um, And I know that's super quick for everybody, but we'll have to expand on a different one, but uh, Caleb this has been awesome. This is really really good actionable things that I feel like people are doing and it 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 also feels like this is something to bake into their business process to do long term to make Mm -hmm. sure that it's consistent so uh, we're gonna do this once a month or whatever you feel is relevant for that segment and we're gonna improve upon it and keep doing it and, and really bake it in to their process or maybe an intern or someone that can help Part time, possibly to, to just handle this. And of course, you know you do a lot of digital marketing consult uh, con- consulting as well. So I'll drop your information, of course, at the bottom too. Awesome. But uh, Caleb, thanks so much for joining us. I really feel like this is going to be huge to help a lot of people. So uh, this has been really great, and we'll, we'll we'll share that information below. But thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a really fun, and uh, if you, I'd love to come back.
0: Awesome. Sounds good, Caleb. Have a good one. All
1: right. Take care, Bruce.
0: Bye.